Good morning, everyone. How are you doing this fine Sunday morning? Good. It is wonderful to hear your voices. I have missed that, but I'm so thankful that we can worship with you at home or in person. It's a great opportunity. We welcome you to worship on this February 13th, 2022. We are glad that you decided to join us in worship. As I said, we welcome you back to the sanctuary today as the county numbers of this variant of the COVID virus have decreased. For those in person, welcome back. We are abiding by the policies of the counties nearby and we'll be paying attention to both counties, Ventura and LA, to determine what our mask protocols are for the next couple of weeks. So please pay attention to your emails and announcements to determine what we are doing on that front. For those of you in person, welcome back. For those of you worshiping at home, thank you for joining us online. We trust God's spirit will touch and nurture you this Sunday. Be blessed and find ways to celebrate life. It's a busy afternoon at our church parking lot. Um, it's a busy afternoon at our church parking lot this afternoon. Come by between 2.30 and 3.30 to drop off your lunch items that you've volunteered to bring for the free meal and to drop off or items for the veterans' welcome home baskets. There are still a few items that are needed for those baskets, so we'd invite you to go check the email, the Friday email that has the link to the um, sign-up sheet, the sign-up genius, so that you can help us complete those baskets. And I want to invite Kitty Salto to come forward to share this month's mission moment. Good morning. It's nice to see faces and to be back here. It's been 44 years. No, not 44 years since the pandemic. It's been 44 years that the faith and services organizations of the Canal Valley have been gathering for the crop, the Canal Valley Crop Hunger Walk. That is how long our community has been stepping up to help those who experience hunger, thirst, violence, and disaster in the world, our nation, and our own hometown. Each year, crop hunger walks take place in communities across the country. All funds raised go to support the work of Church World Service. This is their mission. When a community has been trapped in poverty for decades, a mother's child is going hungry. A family feels forgotten. What can you do? You can believe there is good in the world. We believe in a world where there is enough food that no one should go hungry, enough water that no one should thirst, Enough love that all children should reach their potential. Be the good in the world. Take the steps today. It's a great way to come together as a community to support a great cause and to help offer our neighbors and people around the world a path out of poverty and hunger. I walk rain or shine because no child should go to bed hungry, not ever. I know that my efforts are making a difference in the lives of many people, not only locally, but nationally and internationally. Believe there is good in the world. Be the good. And that is why for 44 years, the people of the United Methodist Church of Westlake Village have participated in the Canal Valley Crop Hunger Walk. Because as followers of Christ, we believe that no one should go hungry, thirsty, or unloved. And each year, the Canal Valley Walk has been one of the top earning walks in the country. Even last year, walking virtually, we earned over $34,000. It is important to know that 25% of all those funds raised stayed right here in our community to support hunger programs like Harbor House, Mana, Meals on Wheels, and the Harvest Food Program. 
The mission committee has chosen the Crop Hunger Walk and the work of Church World Service as the February mission moment. Team UMCWV is walking again this year. You can support our team in two ways. You can find our Team UMCWV team page on the website for the Canal Valley Crop Hunger Walk 2022. You can join the team and fundraise or you can donate directly to our team online. But I challenge you to help raise funds. There are very easy to use tools on the website to help you fundraise. With the click of a button, you can send emails to family, friends, and colleagues, and you can connect it directly to your Facebook page from there. If you raise just $5 from five friends, you could provide five months of emergency rations for a child, or 10 five-gallon jugs of water for a family, or a flock of chickens to sustain a village. If you would like to donate through the church, just uh, send your online, your February Mission Moment donation, or send a check to the church office. Your gift will be added to Team UMCWV's total. You can find all the links you need in the Fe February Covenant or in the Friday emails. But wait, you say, why is it called the Crop Walk? Well, members of the community actually do walk together. This year, there will once again be a real live in-person walk. It will be held on March 6th, gathering at the patio outside the Sports Center on the California Lunar University, Cal Lutheran University campus. It, the walk will begin at one o'clock. There will be the very popular campus-guided stroll, and there will also be a shortened four-mile walk where together we walk to be a visible statement that the people of the Canal Valley care for their neighbors in need. All the details, again, will be in your Friday emails. If you are still nervous about gathering, we encourage you to make a personal commitment to walk alone or with family and friends. You can make this a walking prayer for all those who are in need in the world. They are our neighbors whom we are called to love. If you do this, I hope you'll take a selfie or a group photo and send it to the church office. Your walk will be celebrated. If you're like me, sometimes you get discouraged about the suffering, need, and violence in our world today. But Jesus tells us, to believe that there is good in the world. And through our living and our loving as followers of Jesus, we can be the good. Thank you. Today we continue our sermon series on the crossroads experiences that we have when we encounter Christ. We have looked at a number of noteworthy people along with figures from the Bible. Today we continue our exploration by observing the adulterous woman and Father Gregory Boyle. In our scripture today, in the ministry of Father Boyle with Homeboy Industries, we see the power of forgiveness and the opportunity for new life offered. Aha! Let us receive it in faith and take not God's grace in vain. Oh, wow. All right, let us center ourselves and prepare our hearts for worship. the Lord has made. Let us join as one in heart and voice. Worship him now with thanks and praise. Let us be glad and rejoice. Amen. Please, let's stand and join together in the call to worship. You'll see it on the screen to join in. Uh, I'll be the one. You guys be the all. Some of us gather today, knocked down, on the ground, feeling defeated. Most of us are somewhere in between. But regardless of where we are, we can benefit from the wisdom of Jesus. Help us to hear his word without that truth and set 
Uh, if you're here with us, remain standing and enjoy singing underneath your mass. Let us lift up our spirits in song. Amen. Let's be seated and uh, please send yourself into your spirit and unite that spirit with me as we go to God in prayer. Holy God, you have shared yourself with us. We are so thankful that in so many ways and at so many times you have been a presence, awareness in our lives, a resource for us to move forward in the days, a light for our path. We pray that you would help us to pay attention to you, to look and to listen well for your message of new and abundant life. May we do that this day in this worship service. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. children. That was spectacular. That was all the kids. I don't know if you guys heard it on online, but we had a resounding good morning from our kids this morning. So thank you guys. Uh, Sometimes the adults help out, but I clearly heard the kids' voices today and that brought me such joy. Kids, you are so good at helping all of us remember what it means to be people of faith. This past couple of weeks, you have helped us by doing community service. We had seven families make Valentine outreach care packages to deliver to about 49 households. It was such a great joy to have the willing volunteers to put together these bags filled with candies, tissues, chapstick, just to say, we love you and we want you to know that we're thinking about you. Now, some of you may not have participated in that, and that's okay. But with the fact that tomorrow's Valentine's Day, I want to offer you a challenge. I want you to think about the people in your life, the people who may need a little extra love right now, and find a way to send them that love. Whether it's asking your parents to make a FaceTime call to one of your neighbors or dropping off some cookies at a neighbor's door, calling your grandma and grandpa, whatever it means to show some love to someone who, whose heart might be hurting right now is a great gift. It's a great way to celebrate Valentine's Day, but it's also a great way to celebrate the love that we receive from God. When we show love to others, we are being God's hands and feet in the world. And I thank you so much for taking the opportunity to do that and reminding us that we are not too young or too old to give honor to God by loving others. Will you guys join me in a moment of prayer? Let's take a moment to talk to God. Dear God, thank you for today, and thank you for tomorrow. 
And thank you for all of our yesterdays. Thank you for loving us and showing us how to share that love. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, those of you that are here, feel free to head off to Sunday school. Hear us, O Lord, as we come now in Sharing our joys, our troubles, and our cares. Help us, O Lord, to be open to your word and teach us to put our trust in. Let us center ourselves and go to God in prayer. Holy God, we pray that you would hear the stirrings of our spirits. In the quiet of our minds, we pray that you would hear our yearnings the hopes of our hearts, our aspirations for how life might be for us and our loved ones and how life might be for all of our neighbors. We realize that we are part of a family that encompasses this globe and so we would ask that you would help us all to act like brothers and sisters to one another. Encourage us on that path. Help us here to be on that path. Yet we recognize that there are times when we don't act in such a way. There are times even towards those that we love that we act poorly. Even you. And so we would pray words of confession with the hope that your grace would respond to our contrition. Boy us up with your grace and help us to be better examples of your love in this world. We pray for those around us who are struggling with physical or mental health issues. We think about those in troubled relationships, uncertain employment. We ask, Lord God, that you would hear our prayers. We think of Linda Northrup and her husband Dave, Kathy Drake and her husband Ken, these two couples in particular as they deal with the effects of cancer in their lives and the reconstruction of those lives. We pray that you would help them forward. Surround them with our love and prayer. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think of Pastor Rachel and her family as they deal with the concerns of, of Warren's health, and we think of all of our families as they deal with the challenges of school and of family life during this pandemic. May your presence be made known, and may you help all of these families to find good moments of love in their lives and of health in their, in their activities. Oh, Lord, Hear our prayers. We think of Steve Ames and Dick Thomas, uh, two folk dear to us who are uh, working hard in uh, therapy to uh, improve their health 
after operations. We, we hope that you would give them steady spirits and encourage them to keep at it. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. We think of Candace Shehorn's nephew, Trent Hoffman, who had a serious accident this week um, and is now recovering from some very complicated hand surgery. We pray for his recovery and for um, those who are so concerned for his ongoing uh, vitality. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think of Russ Stone and Elaine Stewart's mom, two dear hearts as a part of our uh, extended family who have gone through heart surgery this week, both of them different procedures but dealing with vows. And we, we pray, Lord God, that you would help these two to sustain the challenge that they're facing in their recovery and for their loved ones, Barb and Elaine and all, to surround them with good care and to be uh, strengthened in their effort to tend to their needs of their loved ones. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. We think of Carson Lewis and his friend Alex uh, recovering from the, the trauma of a, of a car accident. We are so thankful that last weekend when this happened that neither of them had serious injuries. We pray for their families who are are just so um, concerned in the aftermath of this, of, uh, of how life can be so tenuous at times. Help us to celebrate the lives that we have and the loved ones as they are around us each day. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for a friend of Barbara Teobaldi, Paul Fortier, now in hospice care for cancer. We pray for our clergy colleagues and friends who are mourning the death of, of Margie Toole, uh, Bishop Toole's wife who uh, had a significant career in the church herself. We pray for those of us who mourn the passing of Inman Moore, uh, a dear heart and a witness of your justice. O Lord, hear our prayers. And again, we lift up as we have each week over these last couple years for those who have contracted, contracted COVID and are battling the disease uh, this particular Sunday. We are thinking of Stephen Lamberg. We are thinking of, of the Shehorn's daughter-in-law, father, who has been hospitalized with his COVID in Europe. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And now, we just take a moment in quiet to lift up those people who we have not shared publicly but are dear upon our hearts. May these folks be enlivened, healed, and encouraged, strengthened by your love. And we think of those experiences of joy that we have had this week. We're thinking about how our whole Los Angeles area is getting an economic boost because of the Super Bowl that is here uh, over this last week and, and this day, we are uh, thankful for, for what that is doing for our economy, our loved ones who are connected in those businesses. We pray that the underbelly of this event does not do harm uh, 
to our community. We rejoice over the good reports from health departments and the indicators that we're moving towards better days uh, in connection with one another. We rejoice over that as well. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for our church as it continues in its ministry through these times and, and we ask your help, Lord God, to strengthen us and to enlighten us where we need to be enlightened, to empower us as is necessary for maintaining and increasing our effectiveness and vitality as a body of Christ in this place and time. All of this we pray in your son's holy name, joining in the prayer he taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and give us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. rebel heart so stubborn and so restless from the start I don't want to fight you anymore so take this rebel heart and make it yours Father I no longer want to run you've broken my Resistance with your love and drowned it underneath the crimson spill. So bend this rebel heart unto your will. I give it over to you. I give it over to you. Your love is like an flesh and hold me till my best defenses fall and watch this rebel heart surrender all I give it over to Rebel heart belongs to you.
Amen. Will you join me in a moment of prayer? Awesome and almighty God, take our rebel hearts and accept them and change them and allow them to embrace your love, your forgiveness, and this opportunity of new life. Help us to see the ways in which you invite us to recognize how we have fallen short of your love and the opportunities that you have provided for us and allow us to make the changes that bring honor and glory to you. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable unto you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Maddie Townsend has been the center of town gossip, facing divorce after her husband has cheated on her and is expecting a child with the woman he cheated with. She is accustomed to the tongues wagging around her, holding her head high and making her way through the chaos. She does not let the way that she was treated dictate the way that she treats others. She uses her faith to guide her response, discerning how best to honor God and extend grace. It is a wonderful wonder how faithful she is. But then again, she is a fictional character in a Netflix series entitled Sweet Magnolias. I confess that this is a show that is one of my guilty pleasures. Season two was recently released, and I have had the chance to see the unfolding story of three best friends, the Sweet Magnolias, as they navigate their lives, families, careers, relationships, and faith. I don't want to give away too much of the storyline if you plan to get caught up, but I will say that Maddie impresses me with the way that she responds repeatedly to the woman who is carrying her children's stepsister. Grace upon grace upon grace. Today's scripture is about grace given, maybe not in the ways that we expect, but a story that invites all of us, regardless of where we find ourselves in it, to see the challenge or invitation that Jesus extends to us. I truly believe that each person gathered had an aha or oh wow moment, and I'll pass it to the tech team so that we can hear that scripture now. The scripture reading today is from John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery. And making her stand before all of them, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They said this to test him, so that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And once again he bent down and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, sir. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go your way, and from now on do not sin again. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. In researching this passage, I learned that the authorities were trying to slip up Jesus more than seeking justice for a wrongdoing. If... If these leaders really wanted justice, they would have brought forward both individuals that they had caught in adultery, as that's what the scripture dictates. Instead, they only brought the woman. They wanted to trap Jesus in a Kobayashi Maru, or a no-win situation. That's for all my Star Trek friends out there. Um, here's why. If he had said that he, she shouldn't be stoned, he was breaking Judaic law. But if he said that she should be stoned, he was breaking Roman law. As we know, Jesus has told us to give to God what is God's and to give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Jesus understood the nuance of what was happening. Perhaps that is why he knelt down to doodle in the dirt. 
Perhaps he was writing something for others to see. Perhaps he was considering a third way that would not place him in hot water. Regardless, Jesus presented that third way that got to the heart of the situation without making one of the two choices that the authorities were hoping for. Jesus, being Jesus, used this as a teachable moment for everyone, for the woman, for the crowd, and for us today. For the crowd, Jesus invited, invited them to remember that no, none of them and none of us are perfect. We must address our own error, errors and shortcomings before hurling stones at another. Aha. Maybe even taking the log out of our own eye before addressing the splinter in another's eye. For the woman, he offers new life and transformation. Jesus extends grace. Oh, wow. This scripture is one that I return to regularly. I think that we can and probably have found ourselves on either side of the milieu, the person having stones thrown at them and the person considering throwing the stones. And in a world of social media, I think this has gotten more intense in many ways. When we are caught in our wrongdoings, how do we turn to Jesus and ask for new life? When we see or think we see someone else's shortcomings, someone else's sins, someone else under attack, do we add to the pain that they are experiencing or do we reach out to offer grace, compassion, support, and love? As people of faith, we are invited to find a third way just as Jesus did. As people who have received grace from God, we are uniquely prepared to be the purveyor of grace for others. We can be God's ambassadors to new life. One person who lives this reality is Father Gregory Boyle, Father G from Homeboy Industries. He and the ministry that he helped found offers the grace that th to those who are exiting gang life and or incarceration. Father G and Homeboy Industries look at everyone they serve as sacred and loved and good. They give them the tools for healing and new life. While their work is built around an 18-month paid internship, it also works to address the underlying issues that led each individual down a path. In Father Boyle's newest book, a whole language, the power of extravagant tenderness. He says, homeboy industries, along with providing concrete help and a culture of healing and transformation to gang members, also wants to be what the world ultimately is called to become, a community of kinship, a sangha of beloved belonging. Homeboy doesn't want to simply point something out. They want to point the way, not just a solution, but a sign. It points the way to the power of transformation, the holiness of second chances, a commitment to demonize no one, and the power and the possibility of redemption. Father Greg would say, Jesus never called us to take the right stand on issues of the issues of our day, but rather to stand in the right places with the outcasts and those regulated to the margins. He says, you stand with the least likely to succeed until success is succeeded by something more, than, something more valuable, kinship. You stand with the belligerent, the surly, the badly behaved until bad behavior is recognized for the language it is, the vocabulary of the deeply wounded and those whose burdens are more than they can bear. Reverend Mark Feldmeyer, when recently preaching about the ministry of Father G, said, we're all carrying around all that we can. Every single one of us, it contains the ashes of some old wounds or something lost. We're all searching for someone who understands. The story of the adulterous woman and Jesus' response reminds us that we can and should be that person who understands. If we are called to serve as Father Greg serves, then wonderful, that's great. But 
it doesn't have to be as extravagant. The tenderness maybe, but the extent and the magnitude of what is accomplished, let's start with small tasks. We just need to be willing to come alongside people and offer support, love, and grace. If you know someone who is going through a divorce, come alongside and ask how you can help. Grace, rather than shaming them in a community forum for it. Hurling stones. If you know someone who is a single mother beginning the journey of parenthood, you offer to gather supplies and resources, throw a party to celebrate her and the baby, rather than leaving her alone to fend for herself and talk behind her back. If you know someone who is struggling to feed their family, you bring them a meal, you donate to a food bank, you walk in the crop walk to provide resources to the community. You know someone who is working to end homelessness, you create welcome home kits for when they arrive in their new abode. This extravagant tenderness, seeing someone for their whole their whole self, loving them, offering grace, making a fresh start possible. I hope and pray that we all find a third way to stand in the right place with the right people to allow them to see themselves as somebodies. Let us stop tearing people down and rather build them up. Let us be conduits of grace by which others can see how deeply loved and valued they are. Let us practice tenderness, grace, and kinship with those that we encounter. Amen. You are invited to, to share of your resources to help mobilize us as a congregation to embody and extend grace to everyone in need, whatever their circumstance or status. Your generosity is needed to help us be the kind of congregation that we want to be and aspire to be. So I encourage you to give generously and to be a part of what happens in people's lives through the work of the people called Methodists in Westlake Village.
Let's pray. Oh Lord, we give you thanks for the blessings of our lives and the sacred opportunity that you give us to turn those blessings into resources that help other people, help other people find their way and support them along their distinctive journey. May our generosity make a difference. And may it strengthen our church in her ministries to your greater purposes. Amen. Let us enjoy our closing hymn. If you are here with us present, please uh, stand and sing. invite our acolytes to come forward as I give these closing words. All right, come on up, ladies. You're good. We hope that this service has been a blessing to you. In a world where stones and insults are hurled quite readily, the wisdom of Christ makes us pause. Are we going to add to the barrage being slung, or are we going to reflect on the wisdom of Christ recognizing that instead of stones, we are to extend grace, just as we have received grace. Father Gregory Boyle lives and emulates this grace in his ministry. Daily we have crossroads to hurl stones or extend grace. May we see those opportunities, aha, and live as disciples who reflect their Savior to others. Oh, wow. Let me remind you of some opportunities for ministry and discipleship. Uh, out on the patio, you'll have the chance to sign up to join the Crop Walker, make a donation. You can go online to uh, sign up to donate items to the Veterans Welcome Home packages and deliver them this afternoon to the church. Or if you happen to be here, I think that there's some Girl Scouts on the patio who would be happy to sell you some Girl Scout cookies. I'm just saying... Now, friends, rooted in love, nurtured in love, go forth in love, confident that the God who, who created you in love, the Christ who meets you with love, and the Holy Spirit who inspires you to love goes with you each and every day on the journey. Amen. May the Lord go with you. Let him take your